Hey guys, Kale here. So, spiritual warfare is a real thing. Of course, and we know this because the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us that the Christian has three main enemies. We have the lust of the flesh, which is, you know, the flesh that is on us, that is still sinful and still desires the things of this world, which happens to be the second enemy of the Christian, the course of this world that runs uh, in stark contrast to everything that has to do with God and his word. And then the general over all of these uh, powers that be that are against the Christian and God is obviously Satan, the roaring lion who roams about seeking whom he may devour. And so if a Christian is going to live a life of service in any capacity to God, he is going to run into spiritual warfare. And uh, in some regards, I think Christians give, especially in Laodicea in this day and age that we live in, in Western Christianity especially, um, we give way too much credit to the devil a lot of times, you know, uh, talking about friends who, you know, years ago, friends who were, when we, when I was young in my, you know, early twenties, friends who would tell me that, uh, oh, you know what, I, you know, got, uh, my license suspended or I got, you know, whatever it got in, you know, minimal trouble with the law. And I, you know, the reason is because, you know, the devil was just really, you know, after me and it's like, well, no, it, you know. You, you got yourself in trouble because you didn't do X, Y, and Z or because you did this wrong and that's just a consequence of your own self doing uh, something dumb, you know? So sometimes we as Christians, um, especially if we're carnal Christians, uh, we get ourselves into trouble and then we give the devil credit because it makes us feel better like it wasn't us making a dumb decision, right? Sorry if that's hitting the nail on the head too squarely for you, uh, truly not directed at anybody because I do this. And just as a pastor, you know, I've been a pastor for a few years now and I've just seen it a lot. You know, we we're tempted as humans and Laodicean Christians to blame any sort of hardship that we encounter as, uh, as spiritual warfare or, or specifically, you know, contribute it to Satan. And what I usually tell people is like, listen, guys, um, <laughs> if you aren't living for the Lord, if you aren't in his word every day, if you aren't praying every day, if you aren't tithing, if you aren't uh, going to church regularly, if you aren't being discipled or discipling others, if you aren't seeking to evangelize the lost and actually fulfill the Great Commission, uh, if you aren't serving in your local church body and actually seeking to win souls for the Lord uh, under the authority and the umbrella of your local church, why would Satan waste his time on you? And I, and I don't mean that in like a mean way. I mean that in a pastoral way. Like, just think about it for a minute. If you are in a, a physical war and you're a foot soldier who doesn't come to work, literally isn't even on the front lines because you stayed home, uh, you are out of shape, you don't uh, train for the mission, you don't even report to camp, all this stuff. And then, and then that same soldier who's only in the army because technically he signed his name on the dotted line. And, and then that soldier, the audacity, if that foot soldier, who's not even in the battle, but is in the army by virtue of a technicality, let's say, maybe that'll make someone mad. Well, the audacity of that soldier to think that the general of the opposing army would care about him individually. I mean, I, man, I think sometimes we think more highly of ourselves than we ought. <laughs> but anyway, that's neither here nor there because I actually want to talk about the reverse side and is that sometimes as Christians, on the other hand, we are a little naive and 
and don't realize when spiritual warfare is happening. Because I, I, I want to bring this to uh, ministry and, and specifically into missions here for you and give you a little bit of a story. Maybe you can tell that uh, I'm, I'm a little sick. If you're listening to the audio podcast on Spotify or iTunes, like I probably sound a little nasally, my bad. Um, if you're watching, maybe I don't, maybe I look sick. I don't know if you're watching on YouTube, but uh, I wanted to f- film this today because even though I, I am sick, I, this is something I've been thinking about the last couple of days and I, I thought it would be important. And, uh, and I enjoy doing this podcast because honestly, it's about ministry, it's about missions, but it's kind of become like a cool little podcast version of a, a blog for me rather than typing every week about something that I'm thinking about or God's teaching me. It's just a cool little way to podcast it or I, I, I don't even want to say vlog, but you know, one may call it that. Um, but this is just what's uh, been hitting me the last couple of days. And so we are on the mission field. We moved here a couple of years ago with our family in order to preach the gospel to people who are, in, in our context, blinded by a false system of works that's sending people to hell. And so when you come into that context, you, you know that there is going to be spiritual warfare. Um, and it's obvious when it's big things such as you're sitting in the immigration office for four plus hours with your three month old newborn waiting to review paperwork that you already submitted all everything you were told to online um, to try and get his residence permit and you scheduled an appointment online, but that appointment doesn't actually matter. That just gets you in the door. And then you sit there for four or five hours. And then when we finally get our number called, we go up, we sit there for five minutes and the guy says, yeah, yeah, everything looks good that you submitted. Yeah. Actually, you didn't even need to bring your newborn because you know, we can't take his fingerprints. He's too young, even though that's what the email told me to do. Um, and that's (laughs) kind of a silly thing in the moment you're frustrated, but it's, that's the kind of thing that you're like, uh, yeah, I know this is missions. It's not, you don't have, and this is a different, honestly, podcast episode for the future that that I'd like to talk about is like, you don't have rights when you're on the mission field. I mean, you might want to argue the minutia of that statement and the details of it, but like living in America and once again, Laodicea in Christianity, Laodicea means the rights of the people. Um, We think about everything in civil rights. And man, when you move to the field, um, I don't care where you go. I don't, I don't care if you go to a modern Western city or country, uh, bro, you're a foreigner. You got to do whatever they say or you're gone. And so that those things are just to be expected, but that's off. Those are also the things that are obvious when like the enemy doesn't want you there. It doesn't, it's not because you're special. Like, please don't hear this and think that I'm coming from some sort of a pride angle. Like, man, I'm such a, a warrior for the Lord that Satan has got a target on my back because I'm blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not that at all. It's, it's just that you are the person who decided from going from being a person in the national reserve to someone who is going to be a commander in the armed forces and actually going abroad to the front lines. You, you do have a different target painted on you. It's not because you're special. It's because you volunteered. And, and, and you said, yes, I'll go. And so the big things are obvious because the enemy doesn't want you there. He doesn't want you doing that. And he will try to screw it up. I have now, listen, I, I have friends who have endured much worse than me. Um, maybe I can interview them eventually for my, my other, uh, podcast that I try to do during the summers, uh, called missionary Roundtable. if you're interested in that kind of a thing. Um, but I, you know, I have friends where the immigration office just said, Hey, you know, you changed addresses. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to yank your residence permit completely unless you reapply in the next couple of weeks. Like, you know, things I've not had to endure other, other people, you know, uh, 
seeing physical damage done to their property because of their being a Christian. And, and we have not had those kind of things done, but we have, we have seen big things happen um, because the enemy doesn't want you there. It's kind of like when, you, you know, your body, how does your body fight infections? You know, I'm, I'm sick right now, right? Your body fights infections like a fever. Everybody thinks a fever is bad. It is bad, but it's because your body is trying to fight the, the, inf- whatever's in your body that shouldn't be there is trying to fight it and get rid of it. Listen, man, we are, <laughs> we are the intruding, uh, you know, this is weird because it's like from negative to positive, uh, but but we are the intruding virus <laughs> for the Lord in the in the course of this world. And the world's going one way because that's how Satan, the, the small g God of this world, wants it to go. And and he doesn't want us here. And when you uh, start being in places you shouldn't be, it's it's going to work together. The, the, the flesh, the course of this world and Satan are going to work together to try and remove you. It um it kind of actually reminds me now that I think about it of uh one of those one of my favorite movies um I mean Christopher Nolan guys Christopher Nolan is just an awesome director right so uh, it, it, I'm sure hopefully you've seen Inception before older movie Leonardo DiCaprio um no tr- I'll try not to spoil anything but you know if you know what in- if if you don't know what Inception is this won't make any sense because. Inception doesn't make sense after you've watched it five times. But if you've seen the movie, when they go into dreams and somebody is messing with the dream who's not the dreamer, all of the surrounding people and everything that's in the dream focuses on them, like looks over at them and then starts to attack it. And I and man, that is us in this world when we are trying to do something that's out of the norm that goes against the current of this world. And so, um, it's not necessarily a pride thing where like Satan picks you because you're the man. It's like, no, you are trying to do something that's outside of the norm. Most Christians in Laodicea in the 21st century, just sit down and be quiet on the sidelines. They're not in the game. So why would Satan even mess with them? You know, if Satan's not even messing with you and life is good, maybe you aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing for God because a little bit of persecution now and then is actually a good sign that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. But I digress again, because that's the big things. And especially as a missionary and a a rather new missionary on the field, we've been here for a little over two years now. um, You expect the big things and the big things, although they're not easy to deal with, you expect them. And so you're like, you're you're almost like your defenses are ready to, to fight those. It's the small things that I think sometimes we can be naive and oblivious to. And you don't have to be a foreign missionary to see this. Um, I, I think that sometimes we don't think Satan or just the enemy, let's just generalize the enemy, um, isn't smart enough to attack us in little ways just to distract us. And so let's bring it back to the beginning here before I start talking for way too long. Um we have a Bible study every Sunday afternoon in our home. We've been doing it for a month now. And, um, and it's going to evolve this year into our, our church plant in Budapest. And I'm praising God for how much, how far he's brought us this far. And so it's only been going for, at this point of the recording, four, four, four consecutive Sundays in a row. We've been meeting with people individually on and off for the last two years. But this group Bible study with multiple people coming every Sunday afternoon it's only been going for four weeks, and and on uh, Saturday of this past weekend, it had only been going for three weeks, and we were preparing for our fourth, and people are excited. They're enjoying learning. We're doing a creation to Christ type of Bible study. Not exactly, you know, I'm kind of doing uh, cherry-picking where I want to go with this thing, but we're working from the beginning of creation all the way through, you know, stories in the Old Testament through redemption to Christ in the Gospels, and um, so, you know, last week we had a 
you know, last two Sundays ago, we had a great Bible study. It was a lot of fun. Had a good following week. Uh, the boys were both good. I got a four-year-old and then, like I said, a, a now four-month-old boy. So we got young boys and everything was just, it was just a good week. It was cool. Like nothing to like make you write home about, but just like, hey, that was a good week when you look back on it. Saturday, we had a free day. I didn't have anything specific to do. So we had a family day and we took uh, Judah to this cool like indoor massive play place thing for kids and it was huge and there was a ton of people there it was a Saturday of course you walk in and the air is just heavy like (laughs) I don't know if you've went to a kids thing like that before and it's just like oh I'm gonna be sick after this like you just feel instantly your immune system is attacked by the heavy fog of toddler and kids air that's in there and it smells like feet because everyone has to take their shoes off kids and adults alike take their shoes off and put them in a locker so it just smells like locker room socks and I'm like oh this is this ain't gonna be good and uh, I kid you not that night Saturday night before we're going to bed um, now again, correlation does not equal causation. I don't know if I got sick because of this, but it seemed that way. Uh, before going to bed, I'm like not feeling well. And Brooke's like, Ooh, you look like maybe you're starting to get a fever. And I'm like, no, tomorrow's Bible study. This is important. We have to, I'm not canceling. I, I could of course, but I'm, but I'm not, this is important. And, um, uh, Friday night, Isaac, he's going on four months at this point and he still isn't sleeping all the way through the night. He's getting close Judah slept through the night really fast. Brooke trained him really well. But Isaac, uh, he hadn't reached that point yet because of a lot of different reasons. But the main one being we moved across the world and messed up his circadian rhythm. Um, and so he had, he's just now, after a, a month or so, starting to get the hang of being over here and starting to almost sleep through the night, waking up like once, maybe twice to eat. And, uh, and he just, you know, sometimes babies, little kids, they just have a bad night. And they don't sleep. And, you know, the, the baby didn't sleep. Um like two nights in a row, he didn't sleep well. And so we're dragging it, uh, in the weekend there, Friday, Saturday, uh, Judah, who had previously had a good week or two was just being misbehaving a lot. Um, and, and that's, of course that's normal, but all of these things are happening at the same time, right? So you're tired, baby's not sleeping. Both of the boys are kind of misbehaving during the day. And so they've got you feeling on edge. I'm sure if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. And then I'm getting sick Saturday night and I wake up Sunday, not feeling great, but like definitely Saturday night was a little feverish and, and you're like, I, why, why? And so if, if, and if you're, if you're not thinking about it and I almost wasn't man, cause you're just in the throes of life and you're just doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're trying to be a parent. You're trying to be a Christian. You're trying to do ministry. You're trying to do all these things, trying to have family time, take your kids to a play place on the weekend. And if you're not careful, you forget that there's an enemy who doesn't want you to have Bible study on Sunday. Oh, and by the way, this is the red flag that finally woke me up the dingus that I was, I was talking to Brooke, like laying on the couch six Saturday night. And I'm like, I'm not canceling Bible study. It's important. And she's like, you know, she kind of looks up. She's like, well, what are you teaching on? I'm like, well, we're in Genesis three. We're, we're going to be uncovering how Satan tempts Eve by questioning God's word and causes the fall of man and how God prophesies the Messiah in Genesis. I mean, come on, man. It's like a light bulb went off in my mind. I'm like, of course, all this is happening right now. Of course, I'm getting sick. Of course, the kids aren't behaving. Of course, the kid, uh, the baby isn't sleeping through the night. Of course, this is all happening on this weekend because this is important. I'm about to unmask the enemy to a group of people, several of which are not saved. And, uh, and he doesn't want that to happen, man. And now listen, it wasn't a big thing. We didn't, the police didn't knock down our door. Praise the Lord. We're, we're not in a country, at least at the moment that, that does that kind of a thing. But like, man, 
those little distractions that you don't think about, they, I could have easily just said, guys, I'm, I'm sick. Um, now listen, I, I wasn't, I would have been looking out for them if I was sick enough that I was really worried about getting my friends sick. I, I wouldn't have had them come over, but I could have easily just been like, guys, I'm sick. We haven't gotten any sleep because of the kids. They're misbehaving. Uh, let's just cancel this Sunday and we'll, we'll meet again next Sunday. And I was just like, no man, stinking Satan's coming at us. We're doing this thing anyway. If anyone will come, they can come. So you let them know, Hey, I'm, I'm a little under the weather, but if you can come, you can come. Turns out we had a great turnout. Turns out that most of them had either a bad week, a bad day, or were feeling under the weather. And I'm like, you know what? Praise the Lord. Because where two or three are gathered in his name, there's Christ in the midst of them. And uh, this is the best place to be when we're all having a bad week or a bad day or not feeling too well. So um, uh, praise God for that. We went through Genesis 3, had a great Bible study, a lot of questions asked and answered. And um, yeah. Listen, man, I'm not saying that every time that you get sick that it's spiritual warfare. Please, you know, if you think that's what I'm saying, go back and listen to the first half of this episode. What I'm saying is sometimes we can be naive if we don't think that the enemy will do little things to just distract us from being focused on the mission and what God wants us to do. Um, He doesn't always have to send us to jail or kick us out of a country or give us uh, an incurable disease to keep us down. He might be able to just distract us with something as simple as lust or covetousness or sickness or just being a parent and, you know, kids doing kid things. And uh, if you're not careful, um, you can be distracted. And so I uh, just wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, went a little bit long today, but I hope that was encouraging to you. Listen, man, we have a real enemy, um, but we have a real God. And in our God is more powerful than the enemy. And, uh, he wins the victory in the end. And so we're just doing the best we can trying to be faithful to him and following him and relying on his power. I I do want to mention that before, you know, the guys came over and we had Bible study, I was praying and saying, Lord, you know what? Right now I'm not in the best shape. I can't sing. So even praise is not going to, you know, sound or feel too great. But like, uh, this is cool because now you get all the glory. If anything comes of this, I'm completely out of the picture. I can't sing. I sound nasally. Um, don't even feel great. Probably going to crash on the couch as soon as everyone leaves. <laughs> and uh, and you know what? It was a good time, and it was an encouraging and an edifying time. And so praise God that he's stronger than the enemy. And, uh, and if we'll just trust him, uh, he's faithful. He's faithful. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And uh, he said, lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the earth. Amen. So uh, thank you guys for listening uh, so much. Share this if you like it, if it's uh, helpful to you, whether you're a missionary, a wannabe missionary, someone who's training in ministry, or just a church member. Um, Like I said, it's just my thoughts on ministry and missions, whatever um, I'm thinking about or God's laying on my heart this week. So thank you guys so much. See you back next week, same time, same place on Ministry and Missions Unfiltered. See ya. (laughs) Thank you.